welcome, welcome to, to the Wedding Hour. hour. Uh, <laughs> it's Almost. been a minute. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Maybe this is our thing. Is like <laughs> We're not quite together. The one key introduction. <laughs> yep, that's us. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, it's been a while since we it, our last podcast, right? It has been, and we apologize for that. It's just, you know, things happen. Life gets in the way sometimes, right? Yeah, life is busy, and, you know, we do it when we can. So maybe... Right. Um, maybe that's part of our thing as well as like you see us when you see us or you hear us when you hear us right 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 exactly yeah Yeah. exactly so it it is um it's great to be um back on and we we do have a few things to talk about right we do actually yeah let's um let's start by uh recapping camp widow pop-up denver which was wonderful it was i um so the joke around Camp Widow is that I, you know, I felt probably way more responsible than I should about it, but it re- literally felt like um, a pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I can understand like that. Like the Camp Widow baby. So, but no, it was, um, it was really, really great. Um, and it, you know, it's always funny to say, um, oh my gosh, we had Camp Widow. It was great because, you know, really it's a bunch of lot of widowed people who mm-hmm. lost their person coming together in community. And, and that part of it is not great. But the idea of um, having people find each other and that feeling of not being alone and the feeling of leaving with a measure of hope or possibility for the future I think that is the beauty that I took away from it so um I agree question for you okay (laughs) so I I know you were there all day Mm -hmm. and I, I just wanted to ask like what was your what was your favorite thing about Camp Widow Denver and mm. and so for those who don't know Camp Widow is a is a weekend long event that we do but the pop-up event is a one-day event in a city and Denver was really the first one that was just a mainstream pop-up mm-hmm. camp that should have happened in 2020 mm-hmm. and you all know what happened mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we finally made it happen um this past September yes we did and it was it was just a great way to spend the day. It was a rainy and cold day in Denver. I remember the weather and um, I figured, you know, the, the weather just made me even want to be more in a social construct like uh, Camp Widow was. Um, I needed to be around people because it was the kind of cool, wet um, day that, you know, felt kind of gloomy. Mm. Um, and I do, um, find that having days like that sometimes are hard, especially when it's a weekend and I'm not working, I don't have that to focus on. So it, it was, um, it was something I needed to be Mm. around others and especially to be around other widowed people 
Um, I, so number one, that, that was great for me. I needed that. And by the end of the day, I think the sun was starting to peak out a little bit and, and it had stopped raining. So that seemed a bit like, um, you know, a sign that, um, you know, the, the sun's going to come out. Um, I really enjoyed the tracks and I'm, I'm on the edge of, um, the middle widowed. I'm almost to the seasoned widowed track (laughs) we didn't want to call we didn't want to call those widowed five years and more old widows widows no that doesn't go that doesn't sound right (laughs) no that doesn't I don't want to be an old widow (laughs) no Um, season sounds so much more fun (laughs) yes and so I was in the middle widowed track and um I I Loved the workshops. Um, Rachel Cadana's was uh, my morning workshop. Um, we had some great conversation. Um, it was great to connect with people I'd never met before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been to what three or four camp widows now. Yeah. And these were all local people here in Denver that I think a lot of them got the introduction to Camp Widow and got an idea of what they could expect. Mm-hmm. Um and it also was great for our local group to um, let them know, hey, there's a local group here and we do events twice a month. Um, we would love to see you uh, when it works for you. Yeah, yeah. And there's been a huge uptick in the number mm-hmm. of people that have actually reached out to the group, which is really, really cool. I think one of the things that I heard quite a bit was I have I didn't even know this existed. Right? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Our local group has been around since 2013. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Coming up on 10 years, Sade. Oh, it's crazy. crazy. Isn't that crazy? It is. Yeah. I think it's great, though. I mean, it's widowed people helping widowed people. And what could be better? It's such a you beautiful know? thing. Yeah. It is. I mean, who who else besides widowed people could help widowed people truly? Right. I mean... And- there understand. yeah exactly and I have great friends mm-hmm. who are not widowed and they're great support for me but when it comes to the various things that are unique to being widowed I have to go to my community for that yes for that kind of support mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely yeah and, yeah oh I love it and you know for me like the well, I had many favorite things. Um, I think probably top of the list was just seeing, um, and a shout out to Arapaho Community College because that's where we hosted it. And it was a perfect venue. It was great. Um, the The student lounge was the perfect place for lunch. Mm-hmm. And I remember going up and just seeing everybody seated in little groupings and everybody talking and connecting over lunch and Mm -hmm. that just made me so happy because so many of them did not know each other before that day Mm -hmm. and it's kind of um it's mind-blowing how quickly people connect over something when they have something big like this in common right in common yeah all the the airs and whatever are just completely and people immediately become friends and so mm-hmm. that that site I took pictures of the the lunch 
area when people were eating that just made my heart swell so that was one one favorite thing the other thing was I'd been in touch with a lot of people you know oh I'm thinking about coming to Camp Widodem so by email by email by email and so to really um put faces to all of those communications was really cool as well um yeah and 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 you're right it was a cold it was probably the only gray rainy day of the week mm -hmm. it was right? yeah it, it so was it one was of those perfect, yeah strange weather patterns yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah and I think the thing this was not a, not necessarily a favorite thing but an interesting thing I was surprised about how many people came from out of town Oh yes, I was too. That came yeah. a couple of hours away. Uh huh. Away, there were people from New York, from Pennsylvania, and all of that. And I was like, "Wow, that's wasn't um, something that we expected for mm -hmm. a one-day pop-up." Just thinking that we had, you know, thought about doing it for the local community. So that was cool too. So that was yeah. very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Some incredible workshops yes. great conversation of course michelle gives a oh, keynote like yes. no other um just she just really has a way of just sharing her story i mean i've heard her story many many times now so have you but she just has an has a different way, way of telling it. it yep you know it makes you think of of your own your yeah. own personal experience with widowhood um and just really giving you a clear message that hope is possible. It's alive and well. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yes. My last favorite thing was the memorial. Oh, that was fun. Yes. Yes. The stones and, you know, mm -hmm. how we all got together and took that picture. Yes. 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 That was great. I have my little, I have my little rock. Me sitting too. On the, on the shelf. <laughs> right next to scott's urn oh yeah and it's it's gonna stay there yes nice reminder i have um i have a little glass bowl mm -hmm. so i've been to many camps and so mm -hmm. there are hearts and little rocks like rocks from san diego a little bit of sand from san diego don't tell anyone <laughs> <laughs> Your secret is safe. So every little like rock or heart or I put inside that. Glass. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So that, that's where my rock is. And, and oh, it, love that. All, it's all San Diego. And then I have Lecon's picture in, you know, it's it's a glass um, square. So I put his picture on top okay. of all the rocks. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so great. Um, yeah. Wow. So camp, so camp was fabulous. I'm, you know, you think you get to a point in your journey where you think, well, you know, I've, I've experienced that. I know what to expect. Um, you know, you kind of go in with a set of expectations, but yeah. every time I go to Camp Widow or, you know, with the pop-up camp, I always come away with something new. Yeah. and a new connection and something that surprises me mm -hmm. um maybe a feeling that surprised me um yeah it's it's it was great to come back to absolutely yeah absolutely and you know for me gosh my first camp was 2012 mm -hmm. 
and so um, the um, what's it called the um, that feeling is even more um, profound for me. Like you know, I went, oh yeah, I, I've been to so many camps. What possibly more could I take? Right. With me? But I still will come away with something. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it's a different, like you said, a different feeling or a different way of thinking about something or a connection that um, I never even thought. I would make you know so that's that's been been really cool um and I think like for me the extra piece is being able to reach back and mm-hmm. help mm-hmm. has been that's been a huge um huge positive for me like just um and I'm sure you sense this as well like you see yourselves in the newer people mm-hmm. that come to those events exactly. and you know exactly where their mind is exactly mm-hmm. what they're going through mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not even having to say anything but just knowing that you know is is a big deal so yeah so that's I was and I was surprised at how many um widowed people were there uh, because of COVID. Oh, yeah. That was heartbreaking. That was awful. That was heartbreaking. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's just kind of a new layer. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure when, um, you know, Camp Widow Toronto happens in a few weeks, um, that'll be one of the topics added to the, we have a widowed person for, for that. Yes. Yeah. It's just so strange how it's all come full circle. Right. Oh, I see Voynich. You see a kitty cat? Yeah, he wants to be part of the podcast, apparently. He's <laughs> like, he wants your attention. Yes, he does. My my cat would like to introduce himself. <laughs> oh my goodness. So um talking about Toronto, Camp Widow Toronto is happening. Um is it the 11th to the 13th? I believe, I believe that's the weekend. Yeah. If mm-hmm. you need information, if you, we've been talking about Camp Widow a lot, campwidow.org, you can find all the information about all the camps upcoming and past. And um, yeah, that's a great place to connect. All it right. Is. It really um, is. Yeah. So. So, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. So I was going to say, like, you know, it's kind of um, what we're going to talk about also today is kind of juxtaposed with, you know, you come to Camp Widow and it's community and you make connections with people and it's like stay in touch and become friends. And it's it's a really. It's a really beautiful thing. So um, this what my experience, which I will share um, kind of got me thinking about the ways we change in widowhood and Mm -hmm. how sometimes we default into um, certain behaviors, not because we're trying, but it's just the way life kind of shapes out, right? And so I had shared with you, and I'm sure everybody who knows me knows what I went through, but I, I had you know, 
thankfully not nothing crazy, but a little bit of a health scare, which in the moment, you know, I thought I was, you know, and, and I think that's another thing, you know, when, when something happens to you health-wise, um, WebMD is a blessing and a curse, right? Oh, yeah. So WebMD and, <laughs> and you, you know, my, my eye goes to the very worst thing that it could possibly be, right? How could it not, right? <laughs> because so, you've lived it. You've lived it. Yes, right? exactly. You know, mm-hmm. so I think like, for all of us, there's always that, like, in the back of our minds, that sense of if something is happening wrong, then, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's possibly the worst thing. So I, I go through this, you know, um, I have these cramps in my leg. I think I'm having a DVT, of course. Like, what else could it be? It has to be <laughs> the worst possible thing and so I go through all the the ups and downs you know go to the ER um I went to urgent care um I went to two urgent cares and I had to go get an oh so I'm I'm driving around doing all this stuff thinking I have a DVT and you know and so after everything and it turns out it was not I was super panicked everything's fine I was talking to a friend of mine and, you know, kind of sharing my experience with her. And she was like, why didn't you call me? Mm-hmm. And I was like, quite honestly, it didn't even occur to me to right. call anybody. And, you know, but it got me thinking, it's like, yeah, there are people I can call who would happily have, you know, driven mm-hmm. me or just sat with me or any, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, so I know this intellectually, mm-hmm. but it's so it was so crazy to think back on how I felt like I was presented with this problem and I had to solve it. Mm-hmm. And that was that. And so the the question of calling someone and asking for help didn't even occur to me mm-hmm. until way after the fact. And I thought, huh. That is a big, you know, because normally if my husband was alive, he would have been the one I would have been running around with, you know, trying to figure out what the the solution is. So I was just wondering, like, is that the same for you? And, you know, maybe people out there are hearing this and thinking, oh, yeah, I do that as well. You know, and Kim and I were talking about um, how the first in the first few, you know, in the immediate aftermath of a loss, you know, people come up and say, well, let me know if there's anything you can do. Mm -hmm. And at that point, your brain is fried. Like you don't even know who you are. Mm -hmm. So being able to tell a person, oh, I need this is just not on the table. And then when you move to further years out, Mm -hmm. you just get used to the idea of, all right, I have this issue, I am going to fix it, right? Like, it, it's that um, that sense of independence that just comes with, um, that comes with, you know, that loss, right? So what, what's your, what's your experience with that been, Kim? Luckily, knocking on every piece of what I can, it has not been a health scare. 
but I completely understand how you went into problem solving mode immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to get this checked out. Um, and off you went. Yeah. I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have asked a neighbor or called a friend or any of that. Maybe I would have sent a text message during this. Oh, I'm sitting in urgent care. I think I might have a DVT Mm -hmm. maybe, but, um, for me, it's become, yes, I have to solve the problems and it's, (laughs) Lately, it's been issues in my house, and it's been the maintenance of the house. Mm. It's been, well, in the last month, my basement flooded, um, and it was a mess, and it was, I was the only person who could take care of it, right? Take care of it um, financially, Mm -hmm. take care of it, uh, you know, yeah, I've got to make sure that mold doesn't show up, you know, all of the things that you have to do after your basement floods. Mm-hmm. Well, normally my husband would be here to help lean on in this mm-hmm. time, right? Yeah. Um, issues with, um, this has just been a year for the house. I've had to get a new fence. I've had to replace every toilet in the house. I've had to, now I think I might have moles in my backyard. <laughs> it's just one thing after another. And when it piles up like that, and it's ongoing and continual, Mm -hmm. and you're responsible for it all anyway, just the day to day, um, it really weighs on you. And that independence becomes um, almost like an anchor that's pulling Mm -hmm. you down that you you really don't feel you can turn to anybody. And, you know, with just silly things, like pretty soon I'll have to have my gutters cleaned out. Mm -hmm. And I've had people say, well, I can help you with that. Well, first of all, no, I'm not going (laughs) to let you get up on a ladder and God forbid that happen, right? No, I will hire it done. But it's just, it's just one more thing, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. So that's, that's where my mind is right now with I have one more thing I have to take care of. Now I've got this to take care of. Now that, now that. God forbid that anything happened to me health-wise that, um, you know, would be upsetting. And, but again, I'm so laser focused now that I have to make all of the decisions always, all the time. And that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. And I... It's not my favorite thing in the world, but it is what it is. And I have to do it. So I totally understand how you took care of your situation. And then to hear somebody say, why didn't you call me? I, I could have driven you. I'm like, I'm just, so, so here's the <laughs> Our question. minds don't go there. Yeah. They just don't go there. It doesn't. It doesn't. But, um, and, and, you know, sometimes the calling of a person might just be, for support like events you know like mm-hmm. I, I could call a person and they you know maybe nine times out of ten they physically could not help me but I think like even just talking it through that's it would be helpful and that's so for sure. and yeah and so my my and, and the whole point of bringing this up is kind of be wary of that like over independence and 
yes, no matter what, when you've lost your person, so much falls on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people, hopefully, that you can call on. Mm-hmm. And maybe the help doesn't literally come in the form of someone driving you somewhere or vacuuming, you know, um, <laughs> hydrovacuuming out your your um your basement mm-hmm. but sometimes just having that conversation yes and letting um somebody share at least that burden with you can be helpful i i i i was like wait this has been 11 years like why why didn't even occur to me to call a person i still am like i have no idea <laughs> But um, I, I think I think that's the very reason is because mm-hmm. you have had to be in charge of everything, everything for so long. Yeah. And and this wasn't a gradual shift in our lives. It, it was, was a uh, radical shift. It was we got knocked out of our lane yes. and onto a different road. We didn't have a choice. And and yeah. that and yeah, it is the way that it is. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, but I think also at the same time, though, now that you're sharing your story, Sade, you're making me think, yeah, you know, what would I do if, if I felt I might have a medical emergency? Yeah. Um, call me, you can call me <laughs> and you can call me <laughs> and maybe we need yeah. to be better about that. Maybe yeah, we need to remind each other that, Hey, you know, yeah, I can't solve all your problems, but I am here. And I, you know, yes. whatever little I can do, mm-hmm. you know, lightens the load a little bit. And that, that, yes. that is my hope for everyone who's listening. You know, hopefully there isn't, you know, everything that you have to deal with um, by yourself. Um, right. Um, I know um, that book, Different After You. Mm-hmm. You know, Michelle's book. another way um that we change is that in the you know when mm-hmm. when she articulated that the idea of having lived through the loss of your love changes you in so many ways and I think maybe this is one of the ways that you change you know and so one to become aware of it and two is like oh yeah I'm doing this by myself is there anyone I can call and just let them know here's what's going on you know people might surprise you so very much so so you better be calling me lady I will call you (laughs) and vice versa hopefully (laughs) hopefully that you know oh my gosh maybe this is TMI I remember um you know, when you have to go and get a colonoscopy, I was like, I, I remember calling the, the medical place and telling them, um, yeah, I'm just going to come buy an Uber and then I'll have an Uber pick me up. And they're like, no, you nope. can't do that. So I'm like, oh, okay. You know, luckily my son was home. So he, oh, he took thank me. Goodness. It, again, you know, it's like, pro- I, I forgot about that. Yeah. They're like, uh, no, we can't let you leave here in an Uber. That's not that's right. Not right. <laughs> so call someone. That's that's the message for today, right? That is the message, yeah. and hopefully you have enough people around you that would happily step up and help. 
Absolutely. Um, you know, that's, that's another thing I think widows feel like, um, well, the one, the one person, exactly. The one person who, who is supposed to be there isn't. And now I'm a burden to anybody else. Well, put yourself in their shoes. If, if you, if you were asked, Hey, could you give me a ride to and from my medical appointment? How hard is it to go? Oh, that's not a problem at all. I'd be happy to do that for you. Right. And that's, and we've talked about, um, you know, when people say, how can I help you be specific? Mm-hmm. If there is something specific you need, I need help with uh, cleaning my gutters out. I need help with uh, a ride to a medical appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, anything like that. I know. And people I... truly do want to help. Absolutely. And, you know, I just thought of something because I know that I, when people would ask me, is there anything I can do for you? I could not articulate anything in the moment. But Mm -hmm. if you're someone who um, is listening to this, maybe have a list. Mm -hmm. And when someone says, hey, is there anything Mm -hmm. I can do for you? It's like, pick something from the list and do it, right? Like that, that could be a really helpful thing. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that, and that's a good exercise to think about. That's a good, you don't have to, you don't have to do everything yourself. No, no. I mean, you don't have to be Wonder Woman or one or, you know, Superman. No, there's no need for it. Just because you lost your person. This is, this is the part of the rebuilding that, um, that is a very painful (laughs) lesson that we're all learning. Um, so yeah, reach out, get your, get your network around you. You'd be surprised who, who could come through for you. Yeah. 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 For sure. So lesson learned, Miss Sade. Lesson learned (laughs) loud and clear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is a great conversation, Kim. Definitely. I hopefully, hopefully it, it's, it's helpful to someone exactly that they're thinking, you know what, there are some things, you know, maybe I need help, um, you know, uh, going through my person's clothes and deciding what to do with them, you know, donating, whatever, whatever, whatever things you've been maybe putting off. Maybe you need somebody to just kind of be there while you're doing it. Hold your hand. Absolutely. For sure. I mean, there are all kinds of things. If you just sit down and put a little thought into it, what yes. could I use some help with? Absolutely. Yes. Ask for help and you are not alone. That is absolutely sure. not. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, that's, I guess that's it. If you, if you enjoyed this conversation and you have any comments, the within hour at gmail.com is our email. You can find mm-hmm. us on the website at the and anywhere you listen to the podcast. So we would love to hear from you. Yes. All right. Thanks All right. for listening. Thank you. Bye.